Welcome to the Overflow Podcast. We pray you are encouraged by this message. For more info, notes, or other messages, download the Overflow Church app or visit our website at overflowdfw.com. The reason why we're doing this is because we believe that when God called us, He didn't call us just to, you know, kind of just bless everything that's already currently going on in our life. And a lot of people think that. They think, man, I want God to bless me. Is it God's will to bless me? It is absolutely God's will to bless you. But really what he wants you to do is he wants you to live in his blessing. And you won't get God's blessing by doing things your way. You've got to do things God's way. And so we've got to be people that are pursuing the will of God. And many people, they're, they're not even concerned about that, right? They're not concerned about the will of God. But we here at Overflow Church believe, that's our theme for this year, we believe that God has a plan. We believe that God has a wild adventure for us. God has called you to, to be wild, to be untamed in your pursuit of him. And God has an adventure for you. And his plan isn't just that you would live a good life, that you would make good grades, that you would go to college, that you'd make lots of money and have a big house so you can raise kids that'll have a good education, that'll go to college and have a big house and they'll raise their kids. Do you guys see? God has called you to something unique. He has a plan for you and it may involve all those things and it may not. Hebrews chapter 2, 13 verse 20 says this, may the God of peace, and this is the, the declaration from Hebrews 13, may the God of peace, who through the blood of the eternal co- covenant brought us from the dead. God brought you from death to life. Come on, we just got out of that series. That great shepherd of the sheep, may he equip you with everything good for what? So you'll be happy? So you'll be content, so you can boast about it on social media. No, no, no. Maybe equip you with every good work for doing his will. See, God is equipping you. He's giving you these things. We're going to talk about this equipment for the next six weeks. God is equipping you to do his will. Not just so you have a, have a fat, healthy heart. And I believe that you will have that. But God has called you to something specific And may he work in us what is pleasing to him through Jesus Christ, to whom be the glory forever and ever. One of the things that makes you different from the world that you're living in is that you desire to fulfill the will of God. This is one of the things that makes you different. How do you, this is an indicator for me. If someone's right with God, they want to do what God wants them to do. If you, listen, if you have disregarded, well, I've never really thought about that again then maybe you've never said Jesus is Lord. Jesus is my leader. When you came to Jesus, you, you, you adopted him as your leader. <laughs> You're different than the world. This is one of the things that makes you different. You desire to fulfill the will of God. It can, carries a significant weight in your life. It drives your dreams, your demands, your desires. Your, it directs your prayers. The way that you pray changes. It determines the decisions that you make. It determines what movies you watch. It it determines your sexuality. It determines every area of your life, the will of God. So before you make a decision, ask him. 
what we normally want to do is live our own lives and, and ask God to bless it. But that's not what the way this works. God says, you want my blessing, get in my will. And it'll be automatic. It'll be automatic. When you called him Lord, you meant it. I believe that. I believe that for this house. I believe that when you called upon the name of the Lord, you said, Lord, I want your leadership. I want your guidance. I want that great shepherd of the sheep (laughs) to lead us. And since the will of God carries so much weight in our lives, we're going to spend these next six weeks in this series. Now, I want to challenge a mindset because I see this on the daily. I hear this on the daily from well-meaning people, well-meaning Christians, and they'll say statements like this. Well, if God wants it to happen, it'll happen. Not necessarily. Think of all the evil in our world. You think God wants that to happen? You think God wants people to die without eternity reconciled? God's will doesn't always happen. You say, well, that undermines God's sovereignty. That doesn't undermine God's sovereignty. God's sovereignty means that he is the absolute authority over the entire universe. It doesn't mean that he's controlling everything. I have a, I'll just be honest with you. I have a big problem when people say God's in control because a lot of times we say that when God's not in control because God is only in control whenever we've yielded control. This is called free will. If God was in control, there would have been no fall of Adam in the garden. God's will doesn't automatically happen. If it wasn't, it didn't happen. Now, if you are following the Lord, if he, is, if he is at the center of your heart and he is the Lord, then yes, I believe that absolutely for you. That, it will, that what happens is the, the will of God because you're living at it. But there's other people in this world that aren't. And so some, you think it's God's will that someone would sin? If someone sins against you, they were out of the will of God. Because it's never God's will that we sinned. But what God does is he's, he's a master. He's an orchestrator of working those things out. And we'll get into that in a little bit. So it's obvious that God's will does not automatically transpire. And there's an abundance of scripture telling us to pray the will of God, to, to live the will of God, to fulfill the will of God. Here's a few of them. First John chapter two, verse 17. The world and all its desires pass away, but the man who does the will of God lives forever. So you can live forever, but something's got to happen. You've got to do the will of God. I want to live forever. Do the will of God. Matthew 6.10. Jesus said to pray this. Your kingdom come. Your will be done on earth as it is in heaven. Why would we be called to pray for something that is already going to happen? No, no, no. You've got to pray in the will of God. Come on. It doesn't mean that God's weak. No, listen, God is, God is so competent and so powerful and, and, and so strong that, it, that, he is not, that he is not bothered that you can make decisions that are independent of him. This is how powerful God is. I think, it, I think a God that has to be in every little tiny detail of every little thing that's happening, that he's controlling all those things, I think that that paints a God as insecure. 
No, I believe, I believe God is like, hey, I'm the authority. I'm in charge of this show. You can be in on this show if you want to, but I'm gonna, not gonna make you. Do you want in on it or not? Or do you wanna do things your own way? Because you'll make a mess of your life. <laughs> you will. But God can redeem the mess. Come on. That's his will. James 4. Are you, are you guys tracking with me? Some of you are like, whoa, this is blowing my mind. I thought God, everything just, everything did just happen. God wanted that to happen. That's, that's not, he, he knows what's going to happen. He knows the, the, he knows, he knows the possibility or the outcome of all the possibilities. You have a, you have a thousand decisions to make. You got to pick one thing out of a thousand. God knows the, 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 the outcome of all of those. And he's going, are you going to decide the one that I want you to decide? <laughs> the one that's my will. And there, listen, there are thousands of decisions that come out of you, come at you every single day, but only one of those is the will of God. Come on. And it's important that you're in on that. James 4, look here, you who say, today or tomorrow, we're going to a certain town and we'll stay there a year. We'll do business there. We'll make a profit. Well, that sounds awesome. Kingdom dominion. How do you know what your life will be like tomorrow? Your life is like a morning fog. Some translations say your life is like a vapor. It's here a little while, then it's gone. What you ought to say is, if the Lord wants us to, we will live and do this or that. What you should say is, Lord, if this is what you want, then I'll do that. Not just making all these plans without consulting him. And this is what he's saying. What you ought to say is that the Lord wants us to, we will live and do this or that. Otherwise, you're boasting about your own pretentious plans. And all such boasting is evil. Well, I'm going to do this, and I'm going to do that. And I'm, 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 the, I'm the head and not the tail. We, we, can even, we can even spiritualize what we want to do. Come on. And just assume that God wants us to do whatever is in our heart. Maybe what is in your heart is actually in your flesh. And God wants you to lay that down. And listen, we don't, we don't preach about our flesh enough. And we don't preach about holiness enough. But, but I believe we need to get back to it. Because holiness and dying to our flesh is the will of God. Now, if God puts something in your heart then you need to respond to that. But did you put it in your heart or did God put it in your heart? But if you are following the Holy Spirit's leadership, which we'll get into this series, God will put his desires in your heart. So to fulfill God's will, you need to know what his will is. To fulfill God's will, you gotta know God's will, right? So what's God's will? Does anyone else ask that question? I ask that question on the daily. Lord, what is your will? What do you want? And then there's things that I know are the will of God. And we're going to get into that today. So it gets into the nitty, right? It gets into the, the details. What job should I take? Whom should I marry? Should I go to college? Where should I go to college? What kind of career should I aim for? Should I start looking for a different job? What ministry does God have for me? How many know that if you're in God, 
He's got a ministry for you. That doesn't mean that that'll be your vocation. Your calling and your career can be two different things, by the way. And some people confuse those. Where should I live? Should I move to Grand Prairie? Probably. <laughs> it's probably the will of God. I don't know. How can I know God's will in this situation, this circumstance? See, we desire to fulfill the will of God in our direction and in every situation. This is the will of God. Your direction, the way that you're heading, right? The direction of your life, the big picture, this is, this is where I'm going. Ultimately, it's to look like Jesus. That's, that's the big direction of my life, to look like Jesus. To seek first the kingdom. That's the direction of my life. But then I also have the situational, how to respond to situations. The smaller daily details, right? The little things, right? This person's hurting. Should I give them money? They're without a job. Lord, is it your will? Have you even prayed about those kind of things? So three common beliefs to understanding the will of God. You okay? Listen, do not live, beloved. Do not live a moment without consulting the Lord. Just ask him. And, and this is the thing, don't, don't get so worked up. And we're going to get into this in a minute. I'm getting way ahead of myself. Don't get so worked up and Lord, I, I got to hear you. I got to hear you. I got to hear you. I, I'm not hearing the Lord. So I'm just going to stay right here. Listen, you can head in the right direction and not hear the Lord. And just allow the Lord to reveal those things to you. If you follow the nature of God, you're going to make the right decisions. And we're going to get into that. So three core beliefs to understanding the will of God. First of all, the universal or common, if you think universal is a weird word to use in church, the universal common will of God. So basically there is the will of God that God has for all people. This is the most important thing. It's for all people. First of all, that you're created for dominion. So what we see in Genesis, right? Be fruitful and multiply, dominion, subdue the earth. We're all called to that. It's the kingdom, the king's dominion. It's not my kingdom. It's not Josh Brown's kingdom. It's not Overflow Church's kingdom. It's God's kingdom. And we're, we're called to advance that kingdom. We're all called to advance healing where there's sickness. We're all, we're all called to advance blessing where there's lack. We're all called to that. It's dominion. It's the heart of God for every situation. Secondly, we are commanded to love God. With all of our heart, soul, mind, and strength. These are a couple of things that you don't need to pray about. Yes, it's God's will for you to, to take dominion. Yes, it is God's will for you to love him with all your heart, soul, mind, and strength. So many people focus upon the works of Jesus. They focus on the second commandment, right? Love your neighbors yourself. That's the will of God. Absolutely the will of God. But they ignore the first. Love God with all your heart, soul, mind, and strength. Now, if you love God with all your heart, soul, mind, and strength, you'll keep the second. But many people keep the second while ignoring the first. And guess what? You're out of the will of God because you're called to love God with all your heart, soul, mind, and strength. Number three, we're called to believe and follow Jesus. We, we've talked about this. John chapter six, verse 29. The work of God is this, to believe on the one he has sent. To believe, to believe and trust and follow Jesus, that's the will of God. You don't have to pray about it. You have to pray to get into it, but you don't have to pray about it. 
So we're created for dominion. We're created to love God. We're created, uh, we're, we're, we're called to believe, sorry, we are called to believe and follow Christ. And number four, we're commissioned to advance the gospel. Yeah. All of us, yeah. all of us are evangelists. Not in the fivefold ministry sense, but we're all called to advance this gospel, this good news that captured our heart. Did you know that you don't have to pray and ask the Lord this at work? Father, I pray that you send somebody to minister to my coworkers. Come on. Guess what? He already answered that prayer. You, hear the answer to that prayer. Now, don't be annoying. Be winsome. Be wise, be considerate, represent Jesus well. Don't be annoying. Don't be out there with a blow horn in their face. Turn or burn, you know. Be compassionate, but loving your neighbor. Listen, you can, you, if you feed your neighbor, if you clothe your neighbor, if you give your neighbor money whenever they need it, if you're doing all these humanitarian things and you're not sharing the gospel, you're not loving them well. The gospel isn't God wants you healthy and wealthy. And I mean, all of that comes along with the gospel. But, but let's get to the nitty gritty that, that Jesus came to seek and save the lost. That's what he came for. And we don't have to pray whether or not we should talk to somebody about Jesus. I've done this. Am I the only one? Lord, I, am I supposed to share the gospel? Yes! <laughs> the answer is Yes! The fact that you would even have a desire to do it is telling you that God is saying, you think that you have that good of an idea? Yeah. <laughs> I know that you're renewed and redeemed, but <laughs> come on. Yeah. Like it came from the Lord yeah. because you're renewed and redeemed. All right. So these are things that you don't have to pray about. This would be the universal or the common will of God. So my purpose is to partner with God's purpose. That's my purpose. That's your purpose. Our purpose is to say, Lord, what is your plan? What is your purpose? And I want to partner with that. Seek first the kingdom, right? One of the struggles that we have is that we get so consumed with the specifics of our individual purpose. Don't we? Man, what job to take? Should I buy that pair of jeans? I'm seriously, like the little things. Even often well-meaning, we say, I want God's will for my life. We get blinded to the big plan of God. See, he has a global plan. How do you fit into it? So when we make it our goal, then we discover the track, the, the, the track in the, our trek in the midst of it. Let, let me say that better. God has a big plan. And oftentimes we get consumed with What's your will for my life, Lord? And instead of him going, I've got this big plan. I want you in on it. And what we want is we want God to show us these things. We want to have this like mystical thing. And I'm just seeking God's will for my life. Listen, that's awesome. I love that you have that. But the way that you're going to find the will of God for your life is getting your life into God's plan. Get in on what he's already doing. Get in on community. Get in on serving. Get in on obeying the scriptures. So there's this common will of God. And our, and our purpose is to partner with his purpose. Number two, he designed us for his purposes. Again, the, God made you 
to fulfill a purpose, not your purpose. And the cry of the age, the cry of the world is I want to live with on purpose. I want to have a purpose. I want to have a destiny. I want to matter. I want to be significant. I want to be seen. I want to be recognized. This is, this is the cry of the age. Like my post. I want to be an influencer. Like all these things. What is this? This is, this is for me to, to elevate me. I want to be successful. I want to have a lot of money. I want to, I want to and maybe the, the end of that is even good to help people. But listen, God isn't going to fit into your plans. He's shaping you into his. God's already got a plan. Listen, he's already got a plan and he's fitting you into it. God isn't going to fit into your plan. He's shaping you into his. Colossians 1.16. For by him, all things were created, things in heaven and on earth, visible and invisible, whether thrones or powers or rulers or authorities, all things were created by him and for him. There's no question that you were created by him, but did you know that you were created for him? You weren't created for you. Chase your dreams. Right? I mean, you just go spend like 10 minutes at Hobby Lobby. I mean, you, you've got all the motivation stuff out there to do what you want to do, whatever, whatever desires that you have. Listen, that's not necessarily the will of God. I believe all those things will be awakened in you, but they need to be pointing to his plan. They need to be in on his plan. God's will for your life is not about you. It's about him. It's his will. It's his plan. It's his path. My job is to get on it. My job is to get in on this great adventure that he has for me. Do whatever makes you happy. Many times have we heard that? I just want to be happy. The, the best way to not get happy is to pursue happiness. Because you're going to chase happy for the rest of your life. I'll tell you what, if you'll chase Jesus, he'll give you joy. And joy is way better than happiness because happiness changes on happenstance. Joy endures forever. That's why it doesn't say, you know, it doesn't say the right, righteousness, peace, and happiness is the kingdom of God. It says righteousness, peace, and joy is the kingdom. And joy will drive your happiness. So our purpose is about partnership with God's plan. I've found this. That living my life to make Jesus happy actually works for my fulfillment. We are most fulfilled in fulfilling his will. We are most fulfilled in fulfilling his will. You want fulfillment? You want happiness? You want enjoyment? Fulfill his will. Lord, what do you want? You want to matter? You want to have a legacy that people are still talking about you in 300 years? Fulfill his will. You want to impact nations? Fulfill his will. It might be, his will might be you getting off of TikTok. Especially if all you find there is temptation. His will might, for you, might be probably for all of us to be spending a little bit less time on Netflix and a little bit more time in prayer. Or a lot more time in prayer. Because I know you're binging for like hours every night. 
What's your prayer life look like? You think that's the will of God? Let's just shoot straight. You think it's God's will that we're scrolling for hours every day and we can't get in the scroll of the scriptures for 10 minutes? And we, we can say that we want God's will, but we're not pursuing him? We are so bought into the entertainment machine. Beloved, we got to get disconnected if we want to be in on the plan of God. Y'all okay? Mm. I'm trying to be nice today. Psalm 139, 13. This is a great chapter. You made all the delicate inner parts of my body and knit me together in my mother's womb. Thank you for making me so wonderfully complex. You watched me as I was being formed in utter seclusion, as I was woven together in the dark, in, in the dark of the womb. You saw me before I was born. Every day of my life was recorded in your book. You have a plan. Every moment was laid out before a single day had passed. Lord, you had already charted out my path. How precious are your thoughts. <laughs> and so he gets into this. He's like, man, it's all charted out. And he says this. He says, how precious your thoughts about me are good. See, some of you are afraid of the will of God because you think that, that God's thoughts towards you are not precious. You think he's going to ask you to do something that is going to make you miserable. And it might for a minute. How precious are your thoughts about me, oh God? They cannot be outnumbered. If I count them, they would outnumber the grains of sand. Your thoughts are endless. And when I wake up, you're still with me. God has a plan. Because his purpose is so much bigger than us, his purpose for you is so much bigger than you. It's bigger than you. It's bigger than your family. It's bigger than your church. His plan for you is bigger than that. So we are created and recreated with limitless potential. Maybe we should do a series called Limitless. <laughs> it's limitless potential. But it's all found in God, okay? Not your idea of what potential or ideal is. We are caught up in this thing called ideal. What I really like to see happen is, listen, I'm the same way. I thought oh, this would be so perfect. <laughs> and then I'm like all disappointed because it wasn't God. And I didn't seek him. And I'm like, ah, oh, in the next three months, I'm going to be discouraged. Because it didn't pan out the way that I wanted it to pan out. See, God's plan for my life is my life for God's plan. God's plan for Josh Brown is Josh Brown for God's plan. Listen, this, this is the heart of a surrendered person of God. My life for God's plan. Lord, I am here for your purposes. It's not about me. It's not about my hopes and dreams. It's not about my education. It's not about my desires. I believe God will tweak your desires. He'll use desires. We'll talk about that as we continue through this series. But it's not about what I want. I have a lot of want. I have a lot of carnal want. I have a lot of fleshly want. I have a lot of sinful nature want. Am I the only one? God's plan for my life is my life for God's plan. 
Number three, the great adventure begins getting on this path, and it's good. It's a good path. Listen, it's better than you can imagine. I know some of you are afraid it's not good. That's the reason why you haven't entered in on it. But the great adventure begins with trust. It begins with trust. It begins with trust. So a great verse for you, section of verse, is Proverbs 3, 5, and 6. This is one of the first verses I memorized. This would be a great one for you to memorize. You say, well, I want to do the will of God. This is what Proverbs says about it. Again, trust, believe. That's our theme for this year, right? We're trusting. We're believing God. That's what he says. Trust in the Lord with all your heart. (laughs) That's a heavy investment. All your heart. Trust in the Lord with all your heart and lean not on your own understanding and in all your ways, acknowledge him and he will make your path straight. Some translations say he will direct your paths. Very, very great poetic section of scripture for you to memorize. I would encourage you to do that. Here's what we do with the will of God. We make it so abstract. We make it so far. We make it so difficult to do. Well, his ways aren't. You need to, listen, before you start quoting Isaiah and all these scriptures in the Old Testament about not understanding God and God being so far out, maybe you need to read those in the light when Paul says, but we have the mind of Christ. And we have the spirit of God that shows us God's ways. That shows us God's wisdom. We'll get into all this. But this is, this is the reality. God's will is not hard to discover. It's not. Most of it is you just living with intention to say, God, I want your will. At times, though, it's hard to follow. Because we serve a God that wants us to surrender. And so some, some things the Lord will ask us to surrender. Things that we love. Also things that we loathe, right? Things that we hate. God will ask us to surrender those too. And we think that that's the only thing that we need to surrender. Listen, there are a lot of things, a lot of good things in your life that God may require of you. Are you listening? Because some of those things are a distraction from your destiny. So God sometimes will call us to surrender and yield good things in our life. Things that aren't sinful, just things that are just not what he has for us. And that's hard. And so at times it's hard to follow. Can I remind you that Jesus called us to the narrow way? It's not just, hey, just whatever. And this is, listen, man, my biggest, my biggest problem right now with, with church culture is that we just, we just do whatever we want to do and love Jesus. Do our little TikTok devotional. Seriously. We think God's just okay and, and permissive of whatever we do in our life. Not a big deal. Listen, sometimes the will of God will be hard to follow. I can tell you right now in 2012, it was hard to give up a stable job and to take my family with a, with a baby in the belly 
and two little kids to move to a city that I've never lived in. To start a church when we had zero money and no one that believed in us. I'm telling you what, it was hard. But we knew it was God. And because we knew it was God, it was exciting. Because we knew it was God, we said, you know what, we'll do this. We're in on this, God. We got excited about it. We, we knew it was going to be, we didn't realize how hard those first three months were going to be. But he didn't promise it would be the easiest path. He just promised it would be the best one. And it would be a great adventure. And I can tell you right now, it is not like what we expected. <laughs> well, I'll just start preaching and everybody show up, you know. I mean, like a thousand people and overnight will be one of those stories. <laughs> we thought it would be totally different. However, it's been way more fulfilling than we ever thought it would be. Way more fulfilling. We'd want it fast, explosive growth. Let's charge in hell with water pistol. I mean, it was like we were fired up. And then it's like roadblock, roadblock, bump, 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 bump. Still, 10 years in, bump, bump. It's hard. But it's enjoyable. It's hard, but it's pleasurable. Because we're just looking at the Lord and we're going, we're just in on your will. And there's a great joy in that. Y'all okay? It's the narrow way. Number one, trust him. Trust. So it says, right? Trust in the Lord with all your heart. Not yourself, not your gifts, not your education, not how much money is in the bank, not your job, not your family situation, not the bitterness that happened to you, that you have developed in your heart because of what happened to you when you're eight years old. None of those things. You're not trusting any of those. You're trusting him with all your heart. And that's a vulnerable place to be. Trust. See, his path, trust, trust this, that his path is the best path. The designer <laughs> knows the best way for the user to use what was designed. You're just using this body to live in. Did you know that? And God designed you in a way to fulfill a purpose. He knows, he knows you better than you know you. And get this, his plan is better than your plan. I'm not saying your plan isn't good. It might be great. It's probably better than my plan, but it's not better than his. You can't, listen, you can't develop a plan that's better than God's plan. <laughs> Elon Musk has a good plan. God's plan's better. Maybe, maybe God's using Elon to fulfill his plan. I don't think that's the case, but maybe. That'd be awesome. Again, I, I started this journey almost 30 years ago, 29 years ago, I've been with the Lord. Yeah. And it has been exciting. It has been exhilarating. There's a lot of things I've had to say no to. There's a lot of incredible things that I've got to say yes to. Yeah. And there's been a whole lot of places where I'm cleaning out weeds and going through a path that's uncharted yeah. from a human standpoint, but it's charted by God. I never imagined how exciting this adventure would be. Listen, get this, understand this. You will not regret trusting him. You will not regret it. You might not like it right now or even in three, six, eight months. 
but you will not live to regret it. I've never not one time regretted obeying God. Never. But I have a lot of regrets in my life where I didn't obey the Lord. Lord, I should have. And God reconciles it. He has a way of not, not allowing us to live in shame. That is not his plan. Romans 10, 11. From the Amplified, I like the way it says this. No man who believes in him, who adheres to, relies on, and trusts him will ever be put to shame or disappointed. Those who trust him will not be disappointed. Number two, don't get caught up in the wise. Trust in the Lord with all your heart. Lean not unto your own understanding. So what happens is we get caught up in the wise. Why did this happen? Why didn't this happen? Lord, why? Why, why, why? Right? If we're not careful, we'll get into why ning. Right? I did a little bit of that this week. Lord, why? And listen, I'm not, I'm not criticizing you if you, you, if you, if you visit that. Because you will. <laughs> you know? When I criticize you all day long, you, you are going to tell the Lord, man, why didn't, why didn't that work out for me the way it worked out for them? Why, why did it have to come like this? Why did it have to happen this way? Why, 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 why? Listen, things are going to happen that we don't understand. There will be detours. There will be delays. There will be derailing. There will be deceptions. There will be disappointments along the way. But we live in this place of trust. This is God. I don't know. But you do. And I trust you. And I trust that I'm trusting you. And that's the place you want me to be. So I'm not, in all my ways, I'm acknowledging you. I'm not leaning on my own understanding. I mean, wouldn't it be awesome if you say, well, the reason why it works out that way is because... You're, listen, you don't have all the wisdom for that stuff. I don't have all the wisdom. People ask... That's why I just, I, I just encourage people, don't even ask why. When you're going through a hard time, man, don't get into why's. Because that's when you get all, like, confused and, you know, it takes you six months to recover. Six years. Some people, six decades. Because they just get caught up in the wise. What are they doing? They're leaning on their own understanding. If I could just understand, everything would be okay. No, it wouldn't. It wouldn't help you at all. In fact, you might be even more frustrated. <laughs> we know that th this is what we do know. We get, we, Romans eight twenty eight. right? We know that in all things, God works the good of those that love him. And those that have been called according to his purpose. Listen, because his purpose, it's his purpose that's on the line. It's not yours. So when I'm yielded to God's plan, and all my way, and then what happens is, when I'm not leaning on my own understanding, I'm going, I mean, you're in charge, Lord, so I'm just going to do what you tell me. You say, well, I'm not hearing the Lord. Just do the last thing that the Lord told you. Or read your Bible. <laughs> do that. Many of you are, are seeking a word from the Lord whenever you have spent very little time in your Bible. You don't want to hear from God. You want an experience. And you should want an experience. That's a good desire for you to have. But get into the word. Because you don't have to pray about that. 
Because God's going to speak to you and you will go, oh, is that God? Oh, I'm not sure if it's the Lord. I think I might have heard the Lord. I'm not sure I'm about 51%. I've never heard the Lord more than about 51%. So, well, how did God tell you to start church? Well, you're just like, it's a desire. We felt like that's what God was saying. How sure are you that was the Lord? Are you 100% sure? No, <laughs> I'm not. Because I didn't hear, a, the, the only things that I'm 100% sure of what God said are what's in, his, in the scriptures. But I'm about 51% sure that God called us to plant Overflow Church. Sorry if that makes you insecure. About 51%. It's more, just a little more than half. That's probably a little higher than that. Maybe like 59. <laughs> but because it's his purpose, that, and it, 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 it's his job that's on the line. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? It's not my job that's on the line. So make sure... What he does is he makes sure that whatever happens to me works in me for my good. And that good isn't that a better situation. That good is that me looking more like Jesus. Because if you read the next chapter to be conformed to the likeness of his son, God is going to make difficult situations happen in your life. He's not making the situations, but he's going to make the situation work to make you look more like Jesus. That's what Romans is talking about. And then setbacks become setups. Oh, I'm just, it shouldn't have happened that way. Maybe not, but God's going to make you look more like Jesus because it did. Yeah. And that's good news. Because yes. ultimately our goal is to look like him. Yep. Number three, acknowledge him in all your ways. Wow, that's a lot of ways. <laughs> in all your ways, acknowledge him. What does that mean, acknowledge him? That means to fear the Lord. And by that means that we consider him and everything. That I'm going, Lord, is this what you want? Am I going to dishonor you if I do this? What am I doing? I'm fearing the Lord. I'm considering the Lord. In all my ways, I'm acknowledging the Lord. I'm saying, yes, this is something that you would do. This is your heart. And all that we do and all that we say, doing it his way. And all that we do and all that we say, doing it his way. We're doing it his way. I'm not doing it Josh Brown's way. Well, this is the way I am, and I'm the Enneagram 4 and the disc test I or whatever. That's just the way I am. Who cares about any of that? Yeah. We're not called to be who I am. I'm called to be who he is. <laughs> right? I'm called to be like Jesus, not the best version of Josh Brown. The best version of Josh Brown is die to my carnality and die to my sinful desires and reflect Jesus. I think like the moon reflects the sun or something, right? Isn't that how it works? Okay. Something. Something like that. Science something. Okay. And all that we do and all that we say, doing it his way. I'm acknowledging the Lord. I'm finishing. And number four, it says this. This is the promise. And he will make your paths straight. Listen, he will make your path straight and right. That's actually what it means in the Greek, straight and right. Or the word direct in some translations, that word direct, make plain and clear the path. You say, how do I know the will of God? Trust in the Lord with all of your heart. Don't get caught up in the wise. Don't lean on your own understanding. And all that you do, consider him, yeah. Lord. And he will make your path straight. The will of God is not difficult. And the will of God is not in the future. It's right now. And some of you think, well, whenever I get finished with college, then I'll ask God what his will is. What if I told you that his will wasn't even for you to go to college? 
or to that college. We think, well, this is the way the world system is. We just need to do it like the world. Who is programming you? <laughs> That's good. Hmm. Okay. So I'm, I know y'all going to be like, it's God's word. I want to go to college. It's my parents' will that I go to college for sure. All right. I'm closing. Will you stand? I'm going to close and declare this over you. I know it went long today. I thought it would be shorter, but you know, I always think that. You okay? You want the will of God? You want God's, you want to be in the center of God's will? I just want you to close your eyes. I'm going to read this passage over you and then exhort you and then we'll be done. Ephesians 2, 4, because of his great love for us. This is the lens. It's always the lens. His path is better. His, his trail is better. God, who is rich in mercy, made us alive in Christ when we were dead in our transgressions. It's by his grace that you've been saved. And God raised us up from Christ and seated us with him in heavenly realms in Christ Jesus in order that in the coming ages, he might show the incomparable riches of grace expressed in his kindness to us in Christ Jesus. For it is by grace you've been saved. Come on. Not by works so that no one can boast. saved by your will, you're saved by his. And he wants you to do those good works. He wants you to accomplish all those things that he dreamed for you. This is which he prepared in advance for us to do. He's got it all charted out. That word right there, for we are God's workmanship. That word in the Greek right there is poema. We are God's poetic masterpiece.